You're listening to The Power of Us on Revolver Podcast. El mundo enfrenta una pandemia. Encuentre respuestas y acceda a información veraz y confirmada en el especial de NTN24 sobre coronavirus COVID-19. Escuche los contenidos de NTN24 en su plataforma de podcast favorita. Hey guys, welcome back to The Power of Us. This is Abel. And I am his wife, Rosie. Today we are talking about backgrounds. Yes, how do they affect your marriage? Because they do. Uh, specifically, we're going to be focusing on daddy issues. Well, we can make a series out of this, babe. Mm, that's but, true. Yes, let's start with daddy issues, which you're going to think this is girls only, but boys have daddy issues too. I think, I think, hmm, how do I put this? Daddy issues come up a lot. Because I think the mom usually stays, yeah. if that makes sense. Usually. And, and I know there's cases where the mom does take off or Which? passes away or just, yeah, just it disappears. But a lot of the times it's a lot easier for the dad to just be like, oh, I'm, I'm out. Right. I'm going to go back to nothing again. Right. Well, you know? when you think of single family homes, the statistic is that there's 60% single family homes and it's by mothers. Yeah. You know, and whether the dad is there or not as a weekend dad or even super involved, the fact that you don't have that family unit together yeah. could have affected your life, your childhood, and now your marriage. So just to give you guys a little context and a little bit of background, um, Rosie and I are two different sides of the spectrums yeah dude this weekend was not cool <laughs> why what you did when we were in the car with our friends and you're like this song is dedicated to everyone except rosie so okay so break it down we we're, were heading out to like the, the mountains we were going to go into the snow because sammy wanted to go to the snow for like two weeks she wanted to make a snow angel so we, we go and we're on our way and the kids had fallen asleep by then and we're all just passing around the phone and we each get a pick out a song a, a song and I put on Daddy Wasn't There. Sing it, sing it, From sing it. Austin Powers. And I, I'm sure everybody knows it. Daddy, dun, 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 And Daddy wasn't there to take me to the fair. It seems he doesn't care. <laughs> to, like, change our Daddy underwear and all this stuff. So, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a funny song and it's an ironic song and stuff like that. But three of us in the car uh, grew up without dads. Okay, dude, but just because and my dad did happen to be there doesn't mean I might not have that daddy issue. You're, you're absolutely right. There but your daddy was there. Okay, My so dad was there physically. What if he wasn't there emotionally? You're right. You're absolutely right. I'm very sorry that I put you in that predicament and I made you feel like an outsider. I just to be part of the song. So... I mean, my my dad wasn't in my life, and I've I've talked about that on levels, and I've talked about that. I've been very open and candid in, in churches and stuff like that, just because you know what it, it's it's something that really impacts us as men. Like, you really grow up, and you're like, I don't know what the hell to do with myself. How? What's my next step? How am I supposed to do this? Do that? Be a dad? Be a father? Be a husband? How am I supposed to make something of myself if my dad never taught me how to make something of myself? You know. Okay, so, like, what questions did you have? Like, the shaving question. Like, how do you shave the physical yeah. stuff and then other stuff? Like, what did you need your dad it, to answer? I needed I needed my dad there for advice more than anything. For advice and support. And that's just that's just the simple truth. There's many times that I felt alone and, and I felt like I don't matter to anybody. But, like, I'm supposed to matter to my dad. Or I need my dad's help in this in this thing. And like, 
whether if it was something big, like, I, I don't know how the hell I'm going to get into college. I'm scared. Mm. Oh, or how do I ask this girl out? Or I'm about to get married and I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. Dang. You know, and even if my dad sucked at all those things, which he probably would, he, he, he probably wasn't, wasn't going to be married when I got married. He, he probably, he, oh, he for sure never went to college, but just the fact that I wasn't alone and yeah. somebody that loved me like so much would, would like go through it with me you know i don't know I it's, don't know it's so it. interesting baby because you had a mom that was very active yeah in your life it's just so it's it's not to discredit the mothers yeah, exactly. at all you had a wonderful mom that worked hard that that oh my god she tried so hard yep. for your college I, I was there for some of this for your singing career and she you know when you whenever you had like this contest or thing she would work her butt yeah. off to buy the flight so it's just the fact that honestly we have to really understand that there is no such thing as a mother being a mother and a father yeah with all due respect to the single mothers including my sister but yeah. that statement is not correct there are things that a mother gives a child and there are things that only a father can give right a son or a daughter now that you do deserve all the right to say that you provide like a mother and a father right. but there are just some emotional things that that a dad can give like the sense of protection it's really hard for a woman to 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 give off that vibe of I feel protected with my mom here. You know, you feel protected from the small things. But when things go down, I think a kid wants a man or a father there just because that's what we technically were quote unquote made for. To okay, protect dude, so I'm gonna I'm gonna provide. ask you a private like a private question. Yeah. You guys had a lot of locks on your door. Mm-hmm. And did I mean your mom was trying to provide that for mm -hmm. you. But did you feel that fear like someone's gonna break those locks and what happens? I'm the man now? I gotta protect my mom? Yeah, well, yeah, if something were ever to go down, I would have had to try to figure it out. And obviously, you're eight years old thinking you can do it. And then you're nine or 10, you realize you can't. But then when you're like 14, 15, you're like, okay, this is my position. Dang. So I'm going to take it on. You know, and we had a lot of doors because of a lot of different reasons. My mom went through trauma as well growing up. So she, yeah. she's, she's still human. We're all still human. So your moms are still human. And they have their things and their issues that they're going through and their trauma that they face and stuff like that. So we had a lot of doors on, I mean, locks. a lot of locks on our doors. Um, but yeah, my, my mom, my mom is amazing. And to this day, she still works ridiculous yeah. to provide for, she, she's still a single mom and she, she just does everything that she possibly can yeah. for my little brother and sister. And now I'm here to help her a little bit, but she's, she's still just our mom, right? you know, and, and she, she has feelings and she cries too. And she knows that her kids don't have their dads in their life and stuff like that. And, and it's just, it's something that just, she thinks about. You know, and how did you feel growing up and like being seven years old and feeling like I'm the man of the house? Because that had to be heavy. I mean, the reason I ask is because when my mom and dad got divorced or separated, I was in my 20s mm -hmm. and I'm the youngest. Yeah. So dad left. They're going through their legal battles. Yeah. So money changed. And then I'm like, whoa. In all honesty, is my mom going to die alone now? And that does that make me the bread provider for the house, but also the protector of my mom? And it was heavy yeah. because I, I was in my 20s. I wanted to travel the world. I wanted to go away for college. I, I, I wanted to get married sooner rather than later. And I'm thinking, but if I get married, man, I can't leave my mom alone. So I, I was a little upset at my dad thinking because you ruined this marriage, you affected my life. My brothers were married and gone, and she didn't want to live with them. Yeah. She's like, I only want to stay with you. So 
that was in my 20s and it was heavy. Right. I can't imagine being a seven-year-old and thinking, I ain't got to be the man of the house. It didn't, it didn't work that way until, until I became the partner mm. uh, to my mom. I'm, I was just a kid. I'm just a kid. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a single kid. No, what is it? What do you call it? Uh, only child. I'm an only, only child. child. I'm an only child growing up. And then my little brother is born around 10. Around 12 is when I started taking on huger or bigger, responsi- huger, bigger responsibilities of like, you have to take care of your little brother because mm. I need to go to work. Uh, during the summer, so then you like had to cook for him and exactly clean, clean the house. I I took on the role of like partner rather than of son. partner rather than son, and that's when things got got heavier and got harder, and that's when they got real. Where it's like I'm 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 the man of the house, and but my mom is the one twerking and stuff like that, and I got to make sure I take care well, of you it. You just wanted to have fun. Well, yeah, like you so say, you wanted to play yeah, sports. But I think or... no, I know you're the youngest, babe. But for the oldest kid, it just it's a different responsibility and it's not I'm not knocking down anybody who's not the eldest or anything like that. But it's a it's a bigger responsibility for the oldest, especially in a Hispanic in yeah. a Hispanic household. Yeah. They take on the responsibility of another adult way before their time. For sure. Way we before saw, their time. We saw my brother Pete as like another dad. We yeah. were sometimes more scared of him than of my dad. And that's exactly it. And and to this day I, I, I have that 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 that, that not it's not weight but i have that over my little brother and sister where yeah. i they look at me as a father like my little brother i think came to me when he was asking me about prom and and yeah. wanting help and stuff like that and uh, girls and cars and 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 advice and when they want someone to go to a game right it, you know it's you're like there we're because there. they don't because i'm exactly it, it's exactly the thing is that kids don't want perfect dads or amazing dads. They want dads that are there. And that was one of the greatest things that I ever saw that was a commercial where or it was a billboard or commercial that I read is that you don't have to be an amazing dad. You just have to be there. Yeah. You have to be there. And that's just the one thing that you like, you just wanted growing up is like, I want my dad just there, you know? And that's the one thing that like just really hurts sometimes is that he wasn't there. Because my dad is a quiet man, and my dad um, probably wouldn't have been the one that was screaming at the top of his lungs at, at a baseball game or football or water polo. But he, if he would have been there watching me, it it, it, it just... It would have made all the difference yeah. of the world. Yeah. The, yeah, what you're saying is a man not feeling alone, you know? Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> so you want to provide that for your brothers and sister. Of course, I don't want them to have to go through that. Is it? Is it? Is it heavy sometimes? Yes, it is. It is hard to be because the oldest. Because now you have your own family. Because I have my own family, and in a sense, maybe I'm just wired differently. Because I know some families are just super tight knit, and they never want to separate and stuff like that. But I find myself like, dude, there's only so much of Abel that Abel can give in 24 hour span. Right. I want to make sure I give it all to them, and then whatever's extra, I give it to everybody else, right. you know. And then it goes to ministering, and then and then stuff like that, you know. But it would it would go my kids, and then it would go to my little brother and sister, and then it would go to everything else, else. Friends, another single mom. Friends, yeah. Like that's if who I your heart really if goes towards. if I go out with my friends. I feel guilty, which is why I think I'm not as that social of a person. And and I have friends that I love, but like if I find myself going out with Luigi before I take my little brother out, wow. or before I spend two hours playing with Eli cars or something like that, I'd feel like an a hole. I feel like a jerk. Like how am I gonna, you know? That's just something that I battle with, 
And and that's just that's but just. But I think you need to be able to have you time so that you are a better brother and father and and spouse. But it's uh, yes, you're absolutely right. But it's just that mentality of like my dad wasn't there, and I don't have those memories, and I don't have those moments to where that's why I'm, oh I feel like that. I just I I need to point out that you are an excellent excellent father like amazing in every way and um i remember i'll never ever forget when we were about to have sammy and i'm like dude are you scared because i I was a little scared i i mean i had already casey but this was different now it was raising her with someone else sometimes raising a child on your own you don't have to deal with what the dad thinks and now it was like dude we have to do this together and you said well i i don't know what it's like to be a good dad but i know what i don't want to be yeah and I think that made you an excellent father because you really went of like the opposite of your whole life. But but I I believe you really need to break that yeah. to continue to grow as a father, to be able to like have time with your friends and learn from your friends because as peers, you can learn from each other. No, I agree. And, and you know, older men or, or just having a, a good time. Sometimes you, you feel like, all right, not everything is giving, 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 giving. You're going to deplete yourself, babe. And we don't want that. Right. And, and to all um, the spouses listening, if you see your husband doing this, first of all, don't ever take him away from his family. If you see him giving a lot to his mother, a lot to his, his brothers and siblings, allow him to. That's the way he's wired. He's loving on people that were there for him before you got there. And sometimes you may start to get jealous or get mad or you see the bank account only has 50 bucks and he's giving half to his mom. Let him do it. Believe me that when you have a, a husband that honors his mother, he's going to be an amazing husband to you and don't try and make him choose it's really unfair i mean if you hear this man's heart he just wants to love on people and and if you start building those fights and building those walls um then it can really still affect your marriage definitely because i see this is something that you need you need to spend time with titos and mandy and your mom i mean it's something that you guys should have a conversation about especially when it comes to it affecting your family like there is 50 bucks in the bank account for the week and it gives half away that's something you guys should have a conversation about it should be mutual and, yeah definitely right? um but yeah it, it it's awesome when when the wife understands you know um granted he should love his family his nuclear family now you know yeah. with with that much more priority but no, I, yeah. It, There's it's a whole transition that, of leaving and cleaving. The Bible yeah. says when you get married, you leave your family and cleave onto your spouse. And that's a whole transition, yeah. which can be a whole different podcast. And it took us years, especially me, yeah. to do. Um, but in this sense, you know, we were taught by Pastor Pete. I don't know if you'll ever forget, if you ever remember, like when he was teaching us money when we were younger, like when you get your first paycheck, you know, you tithe and then you give some to your mom and then this and then yeah, the rest 30, is for 30, you. 30, 10, yeah. Yes. And 30, now 30, it's 30, like, 10. okay. Now that we're married, how does that happen? Yeah. And and how do we help both my mama, who's a single lady now, and your mama, who's younger? Like, how do you weigh it? My mom's a senior citizen, but your mom has two kids. Like, it, I, it's always on my mind. Like, yeah. God, I want to be fair to both mothers. Yeah, it's hard. You know, my mom works. Your mom doesn't. Right. Um, but your mom has two kids. And, yeah, and you and all you guys are adults and stuff like right. that. Right. I know? have more brothers. So I'm like, dude, they should help too. And they do. Yeah. So I'm not saying. But I'm saying really sit down with your spouse and talk about this. But the main issue is. All this comes from you not having a father. Correct. And and 
and granted, at, at the end of the podcast, I'll go over how I feel now. I mean, uh, as I'm telling you guys this and as I was sharing it, yeah, I did get a little bit emotional because it does come in. But at the same time, the void has been filled a little bit. And we'll get into that later. But, I mean, I do want to talk to you on the other side. What does What's that like? Because okay, what daddy... Before, before, before. Go ahead. Because I want to know um, if you know, I mean, we've talked about it, but did you know where... That feeling of, because today you said, as you were describing not living, not growing up with your dad, you said, no one cares about you, even though your mama did, like, and your grandma did. You had an amazing grandmother. Yeah. How, what made you think, what moment in your life made you think no one cares? It's because my dad was supposed to love me and supposed to be there. And just the... I don't know how to explain it. How did you it. know he didn't? Why did you... Not that he didn't. How did no. you feel he didn't? Because because he wouldn't show up. That's it. And there was many times where he was supposed to come pick me up. And I'd wait and I'd wait and I'd wait and I'd wait hours. And there was time... There was, I, sw- I swear there was this one time. I literally waited outside on the curb for like two or two to three hours. Damn. And it just... It didn't happen. And, and my dad was a... Just a a businessman and he was just in, in, in wrong things and and he just chose other things you know and I think that's what affects me and I think that it's because he was supposed to love me that made me feel like I'm not lovable like if if this person if this man that is supposed to love me so much that he's supposed to be there for me doesn't want to be there for me then therefore there's no other man then that would why, care for me right so even if your mom remarried or was dating like why would you expect a stepdad to love you correct or why would some pastor or mentor or correct love you or you know correct. so i i think it's that moment and and the reason i brought it up and i thank you so much for being so open babe i admire you so much right now you guys have to understand my husband is a very reserved man and he's genuinely doing this because he has a heart for people like him that have grown up without fathers. But when I realized that, I think once we were just talking about it and it just, it came out of like, well, my dad never picked me up. It happened like what, three or four times. And then one day you were just, just, but four, three or four times it like really got me like thinking like, what the hell? And then one day you were just done of like, I'm done with him. I think emotionally, yeah, I still love him. I'm still very nice to him. still very cordial, but it's really hard to bring me back emotionally to, to love him and care for him like that. Right. I think people have that breaking point mm-hmm. where you make internal vows based on situations. And that is why it is important to self-analyze. And, and I'm telling you guys as wives and husbands and spouses and mothers and sisters, if you're a guardian to someone and you don't understand why, like I couldn't understand why you thought no one cared. I'm like, babe, well, I care. Your mama cares. Your grandma cares. Your brothers care. And you were just like, no, they don't. People don't care, Rose. Yeah. And And when we finally got to that point is when we could start the healing. Now I know what to pray for. Get me? Now I know, like, you better show up. If you tell Abel you're going to be there, you show up. Because if you don't, he's going to relive this moment accidentally. So wives, husbands, I know it's difficult, but really these are the talks that you can have with your spouse if you allow him to be vulnerable in front of you and you won't judge him and you won't tell him that he's wrong because you know what? You're not wrong. I don't know if you're wrong. I never went through that. So in my heart, I'm like, what you're feeling is valid. Now, how do we deal with it as a grown man? And 
And how do we never do that to our kids, you know? Yeah. And and so um, allow your husband to be vulnerable with you. And, and you, if you went through this, if you had a baseball game, if your parents were separated and he didn't show up to pick you up, um, I need you guys to know that a woman loves her father based on how he treats the mother. So maybe this didn't mm. happen to you, but I know from experience, we were talking about me, you said we were going to get into me, that I couldn't understand why I didn't feel connected to my father who was there. And it's because of this reason I'm going to tell you guys after the break. Hey, babe, did you hear that another man was accused of sexual assault in Hollywood? Seriously, it makes me so happy that women are speaking up. That's why I wrote my broken pieces and you can find it on rosyrivera.com. All right, guys, welcome back. Um, this is a bit more of a uh, serious uh, yeah. podcast. It's not so much joking around, but it's something that that I think affects a lot of a lot of us, just as, right. as as humans, as kids, as as adults that still sometimes feel like they're eight, nine years old and and have daddy issues. You exactly. know, exactly. Um, so I mean, we talked about me and how what it was like growing up without a father. Uh, now. You grew up with a father, but yet you still have daddy issues, babe. I, yeah. I, I And I had the daddy issues growing up. And like I said, my dad is an excellent provider. Like, I never had fear that I wouldn't eat. I knew that I would. Mm. And we lived some poverty years where I couldn't get the dolls. And I'll never forget that the greatest thing we could do on a Saturday was go to McDonald's. That We didn't have that money. So it was like... When daddy could take us to McDonald's, it was like, oh, my God, you know, like yeah. that is the poverty that we lived where yeah. I had a job, quote unquote, at seven of like, yeah. if you want to make your own money, here's a trash bag and go pick up cans and whatever you get, that's your money. So you live that. And, and I didn't know I was poor because of the love that was in my family. Yeah. But I knew that I wasn't connected to my dad. Mm. Um. And there are several reasons for that. And I'm going to be super candid. And this is not my father's fault. And I am never, ever going to speak ill of my father. These are just things that happen because parents don't know how to be parents, especially when their parents were missing. So as I was stating before, a, a young girl loves her father. Right. Not only depending on how he treats her, but how he treats the mother. Yeah. So my daddy spoiled the heck out of me. I was his baby. I was his princess. Jenny and I probably got spanked once our whole life, if any. And it was nothing compared to like the discipline my brothers received or the lessons, which I wish I had had some of the lessons because a lot of the wisdom that I get through my dad is through Juan. Juan tells me my dad said this, my dad said that. But I do remember sitting on my daddy's lap when I was like four or five and he would just instill power in me. Mm. You are smart. You can do it. What do you want to do when you grow up? You want to be an astronaut? That's great. I'm going to help you. Your daddy's going to be there. You know, I had no worry, no limits by the age of seven. Like, mm. dude, I'm going to rule this world, girl. What you want to be? Because I have the intelligence and the power and the daddy that's going to be there. So yeah. I had that. And then, you know, I went through the sexual abuse and that messed up my mind against all men, yeah. including my father. This and is around he, seven, eight. I was eight. So he didn't know. So in my head, I'm like, did my dad lie to me? Because no one is supposed to touch me. My brothers can't spank me. Wow. No one can touch me. Daddy's supposed to protect me, but he didn't. And it happened in our home 
with someone that was family. So my mind was messed up. And I couldn't tell him mm. because he, you know, Trino said he'd kill Che. So I'm right. all messed up going through this by myself. 9, 10, 11, I'm getting chubbier. I'm angry. And I no longer want to wrestle with Juan. And I definitely don't want to sit on my dad's lap. Because once I was molested sitting on Trino's lap. So daddy doesn't know what I'm going through. Yeah. And so he just sees his daughter now reject him. And when a man feels rejected, he accidentally rejects back because he didn't know how to hug me. He, you know, he'd ask me, you know, Rosie, why don't you hug me anymore? I'm like, I just don't want to. I'm too grown for that. But I needed a hug with all my heart, you know. So a lot of it has to do with things that I went through. But then also, my dad wasn't a good husband. He was always cheating. It was always this And you knew this growing up? I found out at 13. At 13 is when you started... When you're all thinking about falling in love and guys are awesome and maybe someone can like me. And, and, and you know, I, I was trying to, even though I had been abused sexually, I still wanted love. I didn't want sex, but I wanted love. So, but just thinking, wait a minute, all guys are like my dad? Like he cheated constantly. There was this story and maybe my mom shouldn't have told me or maybe I shouldn't have listened. So moms, be careful the stories you allow your children to hear. Yeah, because they remember. Don't let them be your friend. I I, I don't blame my mom. She didn't have anyone else. Any friend she brought to the house, dad was going to try and hit. Like, I'm not kidding you. Yeah. So maybe my mom only had my sister and I who would say like, I can trust them. But I was 13. So I honestly thought, all men are like this mm. like they're all gonna do this they're they're child abusers they're sex addicts and they're gonna cheat that mm. that's just who they are and so i i even backed away more from my dad and then when i started dating dad didn't know how to deal with a girl dating i mean the first daughter he had that dated was che and she got pregnant months right. into it yeah so what are you gonna do this too rosie that's literally what i used to get are you gonna he was really rough with his words. Are you going to, you know, mess around? Are you going to be, you know, with many boys? And, and I'm, I'm dimming it down. Yeah. But that word stuck in my head. And, and what your dad says about you yeah. is what you become. Wow. So I, I already thought, well, I haven't been a virgin since I was eight. So why not? Yeah. You know, my body has no value and daddy says that's what I'm going to become. I don't think he meant to say that. I think he meant to challenge me or ask me. But like say one boyfriend cheated on me when I was 16 with my best friend and it destroyed me. And I didn't love him. I just didn't understand. Like, dude, I'm going through it already. Mm-hmm. And all he said was, well, I guess you girls even share boyfriends. And it killed me. And thinking, that's not who I am. This isn't my fault. What man is going to be good to me? There was, you know, I had Lupe, who was extremely good to me. But I wanted my dad to be good to me. So there was just this emotional disconnection. And then, you know, I grow up and I'm wondering, like, I just gave up on dad, to be honest. I gave up on dad. I had Lupe and, and that was it. And I was looking for a man to love me. So my whole life I was searching for you. I would talk to you and I would pray about you and I would ask you, hey, dude, so today's like July 31st. Where are you, man? And I would just talk to you because I I needed someone to love me the way my father didn't. Now, my father didn't know how. His dad, yeah, you know, grew up literally teaching him women are sluts. You have to keep them on check. 
Like my mom was a virgin when he met my when she met my dad. She was 14, the most innocent child. And my grandpa would tell my dad, beat her once in a while. Just so she knows who the man is and so she doesn't try and go. My mom, if she would take too long at the store, how do you know she wasn't with another man? Beat her. Wow. So my mom would just get beatings not knowing and my dad was 15 at the time. So wow. it's not like you could say he knew. He didn't know his dad did that. He saw that with his grand with his mom. So my dad literally learned those lessons from my dad. That's why I don't blame my dad. Yeah. No one untaught him all the wrong lessons my grandpa did. You know, and I think that, that I think that's the case with a lot of the dads from that generation. That generation, the dads that are between forty and six years old, is that their dads were, especially if they were Hispanic or more than anything, I think we can just narrow it down to maybe Mexican, is that they, son bien machistas, bien reservados, and they don't show a lot of love. Right, they don't they show don't emotion. Show, yeah, they don't show emotion to your kids, they don't show love, they don't show proudness or Well, or, how can you like show that. something that you don't know? My dad literally didn't know that. You know, because my grandma was also very reserved. Yeah. That whole generation was like, you know, we work, I provide for you, That don't you know I that love you? Yeah. And my dad would. He'd buy me anything. He wanted to buy me a BMW when I was 15. So I knew he loved me. And I didn't know love languages back then. But your mind kind of says, okay, that, that's how he's trying to show me. But I don't want that. I want a hug. Except, you know, I hadn't taken responsibility that I pushed that away. You yeah. know, be it because of the sexual abuse or not. I did push dad away. And then I was mad at him because of what he did to mom. Yeah. But he didn't see that. Dads don't see that, ladies. Dad don't see that if he cheats on your mom, he's cheating on you. But little girls do. I mean, Che and I were in our that 20s. Makes sense. Che and I were in our 20s. And every time she sings Resulta, she cries because she's thinking. And we talked about it. Che and I said, dad left us too for this woman. Wow. You know, so it breaks your heart. Like, I, how, why, I mean, maybe mom... You know, mom doesn't deserve it and she wasn't the best wife, but we weren't good kids. Like, he left me too, you know? Yeah. And so, anyway, I remember a day specifically. I know my dad was going through his own thing. That's why I'm not mad at him anymore. Mm -hmm. But many years I was. When I was 21 one day, dad gets me and he sits me in front of him. And dad and I never talked. There was never a talk. There was never sitting at the dinner table. There was never. And he sits me right in front of him and says, I need to know why you don't love me. Like, and I'm like, what? He says, his, his eyes got watery. I, I had never seen my dad cry. My dad's cried like five times in his life. And he, he says, his eyes are watery. And he's like, why doesn't my daughter love me? What, what have I done? I had no words. I hadn't dealt with this yet. So I couldn't mm -hmm. tell him, oh, because you're a cheater. Like, I couldn't. So I, I said, dad, I do. And he says, then why don't you hug me? And why don't you let me hug you? I had no words at all. I just, I said, dad, I can't deal with this right now. I was a 21 year old and I wasn't a mom yet. I just wasn't ready. Yeah. Fast forward to 25, Christ saves me and he starts dealing with all these daddy issues. Yeah. You know, the first thing God said to me through prophecy was, I am your father. And it just felt so good Wow. to know that he was my father. And, and honestly, I was like, but what does that mean? You know, what, what is that? I felt good to feel it. And he just told me he loved me so many times. And he started dealing with these daddy issues. Now this, I got through revelation, which might trip some of you guys out, but I, I really want you guys to find out if this happened to you. When I was pregnant, my dad wasn't sure if I was his. Mm. So there was that rejection of a fetus that I felt. So it was from before I was born 
you know, some nurse told my dad, you have this illness to where you can't produce sperm, so you can't have babies anymore. Yeah. My dad said, cool, we don't need protection anymore. My mom was like, I don't believe this. She was always protecting herself, but one of those times it, she couldn't, so she ends up pregnant. And my dad says, well, whose is it? Because it can't be mine. Yeah. And this started a whole line of my mom being questioned forever. Of my grandmother not loving me because she's like, I don't know if you, like, whose are you? Yeah. She would literally ask me growing up. And I didn't get it till I was older. But she would recognize Juan and be like, oh, Juan is so awesome. And my grandmother would be like, but who are you? Like, literally. And I was like a four or five-year-old going through, like, what? What do you mean? <sighs> you know, it can't be dementia. You just recognized Juan. So I need you people, everyone, to really understand and, and get back into your childhood and say, is this still affecting me? Wow. Because I had to go do deal with it and really really say my father didn't reject me because he didn't know me yeah he 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 rejected a fetus or a or situation he thought he was going through no one can reject what they don't know right so your father didn't know you so if your father abandoned your mother while she was pregnant please let it sink in your heart he didn't reject you because oh. he didn't know you he didn't know the adorable funny cute he didn't know you would melt his heart because as soon as my father met me he would take me everywhere he would take me to his singing classes he would like he would take me to the beach my dad would not let me go now i realize he fell in love with me as soon yeah. as he saw me but you don't you have to really deal with it and and really really let that sink in your head and just know that parents aren't perfect and that in their imperfection, they love you. And it's probably imperfect, but they love you. Yeah. So I dealt with all of this. Dad didn't even know. I never talked to him. I didn't call him and say, well, hey, dad, I know you didn't think I was yours, but hey, I am. And no, I just started loving on him. Hey, dad, you, you want to go eat? Or Hey, dad, how are you, man? Like, yeah. can we talk about something that's not business? Or even now he's remarried. Um, he's has a son and lives with someone else. And it's like, you know. Hey, how's your son? How's Juanita? You know, I'm, I, I have to say, I care for you as a person. You're no longer my provider, but you still matter to me. Because yeah. what if dads feel like, pues esta sola quiere, solamente quiere comer conmigo. And what if I'm no use to her anymore? So please understand that maybe now the roles have reversed mm. and you are married and you haven't dealt with these issues and you have now abandoned your father wow. and he probably needs you too. So I always get constant reminders of like, text your dad in my head, just text your dad, see how he's doing, man. He's older. He, he's sick. He's afraid he's going to die in a few years. Tell him you love him and that you appreciate everything he did for you. Yeah. That's me. <laughs> I mean, it's my breaking point or, or my, my, point of finding the light finally was was when i came to christ was that um there was one there was one man there was two men but one man that started it that was really really stubborn and, and just kept showering me with love <laughs> yeah. and that was the youth pastor and he impacted my life and scarred it in a good way when he went to my football game because yeah. nobody ever went to my football games and my mom had to be at my football games why because she loves me because i'm her son yeah you know and, and he went and it just it baffled me. I, I was literally, I was dumbfounded when I saw him. I'm like, what are you? I think I, I think, <laughs> yeah, I think the first thing I told him was, Hey, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> and it just, it just, it, I don't know. It impacted me. And then he taught me and he led me to Christ. And because of Leo Trujillo, I'm, I'm, I'm here, Thank you know, for Leo Trujillo. and, uh, and then after that, your brother, which is, uh, pastor Pete, he yeah. then, he then really took 
there was a certain point in his life where he was really, really helping out the single moms. Yeah. And uh, because of him, he showered me with love. Petey became one of my best friends, which is his eldest son. And he took me in as almost like one of his own. He got me my first iPod. They got me into music. Yeah. And I, I wore that thing down to a nub. I have no clue where it's at today, <laughs> but it, it's it's busted. It's broken. I, I listened to Brian McKnight and Boyz to Men and Irving <laughs> Hewton. And uh, um, the Katinas over and over again, just the, the best singers that I knew. And and he also invested in my, my worshiping career, my singing. And and I took classes because he paid for half of them or the church paid for half of them, you know. And it's just the, those two men really impacted my life. More than anything is when I realized that God is my father is when that hole started getting filled with love, is yeah. when that, that emptiness that was inside of my heart started to change was when I was able to come to God and ask Him for the advice that I was missing. And obviously He didn't tell me verbally. I just, I began to feel peace in my life. With decisions that you were with making. With decisions that I was making and and with mistakes that I was making along the way. Because sometimes you don't it, you don't need advice until you make a mistake, mm. or 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 at least you need comforting in like it's okay that you made the mistake. Now let's fix it, and without way, let's do this, this, and that, so you don't do it again. Yeah. Type of a thing, you know. And that's just that's honestly what's really helped us. I mean, me and Rosie. Yes. You know, and and for you guys today, if you guys are going through daddy issues, just know that you don't have to stay there. Both for right. your sake, and and also for theirs. And we don't want to excuse our dads. Because I'm sure that every dad could have been a better dad. Right, just every to be 100%. single father. But they also, we also do have to look at the fact of how they grew up as well. Right. Because there's a really, really good chance that if they had a Hispanic dad, if they had a Mexican dad, he was probably extra machista. Because back then, yeah. if you weren't, then there was something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. You know, back then, if you weren't a machista, if you weren't uh, strong, if you weren't just hard and just a, a wall then there was something wrong with you. Or they were taught that being a provider is all you got to do. Mama yeah. does the raising. Mama does the disciplining. And Daddy does the providing. And that's the love. Yeah. And the fact that he bought you a toy replaces, you. replaces the fact that he doesn't hug you, yeah. doesn't kiss you, doesn't show you affection. Right. You know? And I mean... There has to come a point in our lives that we forgive our fathers yes. for us. And, 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 and to your point is... In that sense, really take everything into account because you, in order to forgive a hundred percent, you have to really take a hundred percent into account. Yeah. And, and so go with reasoning. Oh, my father had this type of father. My father was raised this way. Yeah. Um, I acknowledge that he was a husband to my mom and that doesn't mean how he was as a father to me. You, yeah. you have to separate both and then forgive a hundred percent and, and really I mean, sometimes we've shut out all the good things dad did. That's maybe true. Maybe it was one. That's true. You know, maybe it was one good thing that he did. You know, thank him for that. Yeah. And, and to me, 37-year-old woman, it's never too late. Yeah. No, I, I definitely agree with you. You may not have that ideal relationship we wanted. Right. But my daddy can still is still breathing, and I still want to honor him. You know, the Bible says in the Ten Commandments, and it's the only commandment with a promise of like that the person who honors their mother and their father will have long days. Yeah. Um, and I don't do it for the long days. I do it because I want my dad to know that I honor him. He did the best that he could, and I yeah. know that. And yeah. if you didn't have your father, um, you know, really deal with that in, in a way. I honestly don't know how, but I know how to deal with the things that I've gone through with my father and, and really forgive him. 
And, you know, maybe once in a while you send a phone call, you send a text, at least for Father's Day. I don't know, you know, Uh, or you have children and you take them to see their grandpa. Yeah, exactly. And and it's you guys got to know that this isn't one of those podcasts where you hear it and then immediately after everything is forgotten and and you're having that different relationship immediately um like rosie said herself she she began restoring her relationship with her father and giving him love back and stuff like that but in me in my case there's it's still something that i battle with where mm-hmm. it's like mm, I, I i i forgive you dad or 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 we're cool but i'm gonna be over here and you mm-hmm. know and that's still something where like i i take the kids to go see their their grandpa but it's just it's something that I'm still working with, and and, and that's okay if you're gonna yeah. feel at that if that at that stage or at that place because it's something that we we're each gonna have to go through. But the most important thing is that you forgive, forgive your father, yeah, for yourself and also for them, you know. And and you just gotta tell them. I remember I had that that conversation and it was really brief and really awkward, but I just told them, hey, you know what? I just I just want you to know that everything is okay and. um yeah, so he didn't you know? have that on his heart yeah, anymore. Yeah, because my, my dad is, is not, he's not a mean man. He's not. He's not. He just he just didn't know anything else to do or yeah. how, how else to do it. I don't know. Yeah, and he's he's gentle with our, our kids and he's kind to me. So you can see it in his eyes. Yeah. He was just younger and mm-hmm. he didn't know. And, you know, it, you grow up and you realize things and... You know, wherever you are right now in your process, it's okay. Yeah. You have time, but also know that you don't have all the time in the world. So do something today. Yes. Um, Whether it's journaling and you don't even contact your dad, but you journal about it or pray about it or ask God, like, what happened with my dad? Yeah. Um, And and really, I guess, you know, whatever relationship you're going to have with your father, you know, the word says honor him. And it doesn't say honor him if he was a great dad, honor him if he was a perfect dad, honor him if he was there. It's honor him. So maybe your dad is in heaven and you didn't get these conversations or talks. You know, he's probably passed away. You can honor his memory and probably pass it on to your kids and say, hey, you know what? This one time grandpa took me out and it was cool. Even if it's that's the only memory you have, but you're honoring him because I'm telling you it's going to what you reap is what you sow and one day you want your kids to be able to say mom and dad wasn't perfect but they but she tried he tried yeah this is the power of us thank you guys so much for being with us today Hola, my name is Enrique Santos, presentador de Tu Mañana y On The Move. Quiero invitarte a escuchar mi nuevo podcast, Hola, My Name Is, donde hablo con artistas, líderes de nuestra comunidad y personas como tú. Mi meta es que juntos conozcamos más sobre los triunfos y las derrotas de mis invitados y que a través de sus historias nos empoderen y nos motiven a superarnos. Lanzamos el show con Jay Balvin. He's awesome. Un artista colombiano que ha revolucionado la música latina y que sigue superando récords mundiales. Él nos cuenta abiertamente sobre sus inicios, el secreto de su éxito y los aprendizajes que lo ayudan a preservar su autenticidad. 
a partir de este martes, 7 de abril, podrás acompañarme todas las semanas a conocer más a fondo a un invitado especial. Puedes encontrar mi podcast en la aplicación digital de iHeartRadio, la descargas gratis o en donde prefieras escuchar tus podcasts. Hola, my name is The Podcast a partir de este 7 de abril.